Hello and welcome to the Finder Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is a random rants and raves episode. I don't have anything particular planned other than to do a podcast at this time, and uh, so I will, and it's going to be awesome. I don't know what it's about yet, but we will find out together. Why? Because that is how I roll sometimes, um, and my car just stalled, so that's a pretty exciting thing too. So yeah, if you're new to the show, oh snap, um, I do this podcast from my car, and I do kind of have to listen to it because uh, when I fill it with gas, it likes to play this fun little game where it stalls, and I am going to need to go onto the freeway, so I'm going to have to kind of... Uh, paying attention here so if I freak out in the middle of the podcast you'll know why um so while we're on that note let's do a quick public service announcement the public service announcement here find your flow podcast is to use your blinker yes your turn signal as it is sometimes known your turn signal is uh, a great little handy device some of you may not even be aware of it it would seem as I drive around. Um, none of my listeners, of course, you guys all know exactly what this is. I'm sure you use it religiously because it is a uh, it is the law, first and foremost, right? And we are uh, nothing if not law-abiding citizens. And then uh, in addition to that, gosh darn it, there goes my car. Ooh, this is, this is when it gets like super fun when I'm about to pull out in front of uh, traffic and it stalls. It's only for a little while when I, I and it's got to have something to do with like, oh please car, oh jeez, oh goodness, it's fun. Pray for your friend Winston. Of course, if you're hearing this podcast, I did make it through this podcast episode, um, because I don't broadcast live, I pre-record them. Sketchy, it's a little sketchy, friends. It's a little sketchy, but we're gonna hold positive thoughts. This guy's gonna let me go, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna gas it so that we. Uh, Keep her, keep her going here. All right. So um, public service announcement, friends. Using your blinker signifies to the world around you what your intentions are. Do you intend to turn? Well, let every other driver know with your turn signal. Um, in life, if you are clear about where you're going, perhaps you uh, let people know what your intentions are. Maybe you make... Oh, there's a detour. Isn't that a fun little, gosh darn, gosh darn it. I should have remembered that from uh, last week when I tried to go this route. Oh, it's so fun. So fun, friends, to prolong going home on a Friday after a long freaking week and almost all. Go do it. Go, car, go. Um, oh, gosh, it's fun. It's all fun. It's all good. I'm still alive. I'm still here, and, and so are you. And uh, that moment that just happened right there, Reminded me of when I was a youngster back in the day. I had my first car, and it was a pretty awesome car. It was, you know, a hand me down from my grandma. I'm sweating profusely. Goodness, that stressed me the heck out. Um, I am hands free. I'm perfectly legal on the way I'm doing this recording, by the way, just for anybody wondering. And uh, I will probably do an episode on the exact technology I'm using because I know some of you are podcasters or want to be podcasters, and uh, so this technical component might be of great interest to you. 
Uh, so once upon a time ago, I was driving my hand-me-down car. It was an awesome car. I'm not known for being good at maintenance type things, um, managing things, uh, you know, that require like ongoing maintenance in a sense, like oil changes and um, brake pads, you know, minor things such as these. It's hard for me to to make time to do those things. Uh, who knows why? So I'm a freaking spaz, friend. Um, you know, thank goodness I have Elena in my life because she helps me get these kind of important things done. But back then, I did not know Elena. This was before I met her. So I had this car, and I was driving in La Jolla, which uh, for those of you who don't know, La Jolla is a very beautiful, very expensive area in San Diego, probably the most expensive area in San Diego, I would guess, or one of them right up there. Rancho Santa Fe might be uh, right there too. Beach area. And I was there... I don't remember if I had anybody in the car with me or not. So I was—I don't even know why I was there. I might have been surfing or something. But um, there's this little hill where we're going back, or I was going back. I think I was by myself, and headed back toward the freeway. In my car, I now I was having this issue where I would step on the brakes and I'd be stopped at a light. But then after a little while, it would kind of start rolling a little bit my car and I had to like pump the brakes now pumping the brakes was a thing I don't know if anybody still has to do that but that was like a thing back in the day goodness guy come on man um and uh so I, I would pump the brakes but but I also started getting pretty nervous because it's like sometimes I'd be sitting there and like a pedestrian would be going by and all of a sudden even though I had my foot on the brake it would slowly start creeping and um I was always a little afraid that it would just keep on creeping and hit pedestrians so I'd throw it in the, in the park to make sure it stopped and I understand this is completely irresponsible friend I'm not bragging about this I'm kind of just sharing an idiotic moment um, a learning, a learning lesson, uh, from my past and hopefully I've gotten somewhat wiser. And so I was going down this little hill, not a big hill, but in La Jolla in, this, uh, try to get to the freeway and the, the car starts stopping, right? We're slowing down. We're coming to a light and I'm like, oh goodness. And uh, I go to hit the brakes and they are not there. And there's that moment of my heart dropping into my stomach and my stomach dropping, into deeper the abyss of my whatever and i'm feeling like i'm gonna puke instantly because guess what's in front of me i don't even know what kind of car it was it was way out of my league and it was really shiny and expensive looking and i was coming up on it pretty not like fast like like anybody get hurt fast but fast enough it, it would have cost me more money than i probably you know would make for the next 15 to 20 years and I threw that thing in the park while I was going a good five, seven and a half miles per hour, which doesn't sound super fast. But for a car that is an automatic transmission car, if you're going five to seven miles an hour and you suddenly throw it in the park, they don't really like that a whole lot. And so it just instantly <laughs> made this really horrible sound and dirt you know like it it was bad it was not a you know it is what it is you do what you do when you're dumb and young or i did anyway and i survived and they survived and i did not hit that car thank goodness but i came darn freaking close darn close 
And uh, the moral of the story is if you have brake problems, take care of them immediately. Don't put those off at all because because it can go bad really fast. Okay, so there's there's uh, lesson number one. Wow, we got to a, a lesson in this episode really quick. That was that was awesome. So um, knocked that one out. Um, I just uh, filled up my tires with air for hopefully I hoped that it would make my car stop beeping at me but that doesn't seem to have worked although my tires were all low so I didn't need air so I'll at least be able to save on gas now hopefully be able to get a little bit more mileage on my gas um other awesome things I booked a really exciting guest excuse me interview for an upcoming episode and by the time you hear this I probably actually would have already published it um and if i have <clears throat> it would be an author by the name of croy sather who is uh has written a book called dream big act big and through the uh through his podcast episode if you check him out and croy is spelled c-r-o-i-x c-r-o-i-x croy and uh so if you go to findyflow.com the podcast search for croy and you should be able to find his episode, and I uh, will have a link in there so that you can get his book for free, or at least the ebook version. So that's cool. Um, did that today, and then uh, also today I did another interview for the podcast with a guy who I've known, an entrepreneur who I've known for about five or six years now. Um, really cool interview. I was really stoked to have him on the show. He's also hooking you up with a free book. So see, guys, I'm out here hustling for you, friends. Like I haven't. I haven't stopped to breathe. I feel like all day I've got kind of a headache, so I'm gonna probably not go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna max it out. Forget it. It's Friday. It's Friday here where I am in this time space. And um, <clears throat> oh, part of the reason I'm probably tired and have a headache is I was up really late last night talking about time space online. I uh, remembered this website called I always butcher the name. It's like Quora, Q U O R A, like a question with an A, R-A in it, I don't know, I don't know when people come up with their website names, um, And but it's awesome, it's cool, and people have been asking me questions there, so that makes me feel important, my ego loves that, and it's about flow, which I extra love, and so I've been trying to, you know, spend some time answering these questions, because it's, it's kind of cool, it's almost kind of like, you know, I don't want to... You know, I don't want it to be about me, right? Finder Flow is not about me, but at the same time, like, I work for free. So I get, you know, I do it because cause I don't want to pay people to do it. I, I do. I just don't have the budget to do that just yet. I want to make it cool for people to just, like, people who just want to do cool stuff. So one cool thing about this uh, this interview I did with Chris uh, today was he was talking about being an entrepreneur. And he said things that, like, if you listen to my podcast he it sounds like he listens to it every day and and takes freaking notes because he said basically all the same stuff that I say all the time on this show about being an entrepreneur and starting a business and how you have to have a burning desire and you have to really want it and go after it and get after it for you know an extended period of time and you have to be really focused and hustle and blah 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 you know all these things because um, at the end of the day it's it's hard it's really really hard and and i know very successful entrepreneurs and not to not in a braggy way but like i just personally know them because some of us have just come up together like we've you know i've seen them doing their thing and they see me doing my thing and so i just know them from 
you know, the same circles, like entrepreneurial circles, business networking meetings, that kind of stuff. And so I know how successful some of these folks are, and I know how freaking hard they work. And it's, um, you know, it's kind of a trend right now, I think. The entrepreneurialism is like a, it's a popular thing. People want to grow up and be an entrepreneur. And um, they, they just really don't have any concept of how freaking hard it is. And uh, what he was saying and what I actually quoted um, Richard Branson on saying, or misquoted him, I paraphrased him, saying, if you're not taking a risk, if you're not taking risks, you're not an entrepreneur. And uh, if you don't have skin in the game, I'll, I'll go on to add this because this is something that came up. And actually, I'm going to do an episode on this. Uh, skin in the game is um, a big concept because that's part of being an entrepreneur. Like you're putting your butt on the line with your money. You know, it's, it's like people – and it's like it's kind of a weird thing. It's like if, you, if you're if you somehow not putting money on the line, like you're, you're not an entrepreneur in a sense. You know, you're not risking you don't have skin in the game, and I think um, people don't really get that, and there's people who kind of finagle their way into situations where they kind of think they are doing it, but because they actually haven't paid the money, like, they're actually not, and it seems kind of, if, you, if you're on that side of the spec, uh, on the of the scale, let's say, where you're on, like, you haven't actually invested in it with your own money, then then you might not think it's a big deal. You might think, oh, Winston's just setting me up to sell something. And um, and I'll be flat out honest. I'm going to always try to sell you stuff when I when I feel it's worthwhile. All right? I, I'm a salesperson. I'm a marketer. I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I put all this, this find your flow stuff. It costs a lot of freaking money to do this. It, it's incredible. It blows my mind every other day how freaking much money I end up sunk, sinking into this thing. Um, you know, doing <laughs> and not not trying to get rich off it. I'm really not. Um, that is, uh, but although I do believe I, I will make lots of money with it, um, so I want to be honest and clear about that as well. Like I do intend to make my money back plus you know a billion fold. Um, that is the plan, but I'm not attached to it. I'm not doing it for that reason. I do it because I love it because I get to share my true thoughts and hopefully it resonates with you in a way that provides value for you in your life. That is truly my passion for this. And if you uh, don't believe that, then, you know, um, then yeah, I'm not sure quite where you're listening, but I appreciate you listening. Leave a cool review on uh, iTunes and or wherever you're listening to. Um, yeah, I'm going to absolutely try to sell stuff, but only stuff I believe in, only stuff that I feel will really provide value for you, okay? And that is that is actually a big part of Find Your Flow is I've sold all sorts of crap in my life. And when I say crap, I mean it both just as slang, like, hey, I sold all sorts of crap. But I also mean, like, literally I probably sold stuff that was crappy. And not because I wanted to be a jerk, but just because I just found myself in these positions where I... I just didn't know like what was going on. Marketing is a trippy, trippy industry. If uh, if you're not in marketing or never have been marketing, it's like one of the most mind effing type. Um, and excuse that, even that's probably a little harsh for some of you. But it's a it's a head game, mind game, kind of a weird business industry thing. I'll give you an example. I uh, there was a period in time when I was building my real estate business and I wanted to pick up part-time work. I've always worked several jobs. I've always hustled. 
voice hustle trend. I've always had multiple streams of income that were all mostly earned income, although I've had um, you know passive income in certain uh, certain ways for years now. Um, but back then, it was all just earned income. I was just hustling like three different jobs at a time. And I was trying to pick up a, another kind of part-time job to, uh, as I was building my real estate business. And so I was going on these marketing interviews because that was my skill, right? And half the time, maybe even like 80% of the time, I would go on these, quote, interviews, end quote, and it would actually be them trying to sell me something. And at first it was kind of like, that's weird. And then it's like, no, this is the, this is what these, this is their business model. Their business model is get people in who think they're coming to try to get a job and either A, try to sell them something like a business opportunity, like, hey, for, you know, X number of dollars, uh, you can get this knife set and be in business for yourself and go sell knives door to door. And so I did that. And that was like, I realized not my particular favorite thing to do. And then um, I, you know, sold water filters and CD subscriptions. That was actually pretty fun, um, but also crazy, um, crazy freaking experiences uh, doing that. And then um, perfume, sold perfume, parfum, actually, parfum, excuse me. Um, just crazy stuff, friends. So, and then I was in this one interview. And, uh, you know, by this time, I'm jaded. I'm freaking jaded. And I'm like seeing, I'm just looking for the people to try to freaking take advantage, right? And uh, it's just, you know, I go in there and this room full of people, it's probably like 15, 20 people in there all waiting in line for their interview, right? And, um, you know, this was the secondary interview. I'd gone on the first interview, seemed like okay, but the, the girl was being kind of vague with me and I kind of wasn't appreciating it, but she was giving me just enough information where it's like, well... I guess I'll come back and see what this is all about. So I come back, second interview, and uh, it's, you know, there's a bunch of people in this waiting room, and we're waiting to go in the next room. And, uh, you know, the girl at the counter was like, hey, you know, what's going on here? Be frank with me, you know. And she's like, well, they'll answer everything at the thing. And I was like, oh, so, you, you, you know, I need to know this right now. I don't want to be wasting my time. She's like, no, just please sit down, and, you know, we'll explain everything like okay this is this is a freaking another scam these people are you know playing this game and so I sit down and uh you know I say to the guy next to me loud enough so that everybody in the room could hear me like yeah you guys got you know you got to just be real careful with these kind of things there's a lot of scammy companies that'll try to get you to think that you're uh applying for a job when in reality they're trying to get you to work for free to go sell their stuff so that uh they know you're going to burn out and um, they'll just keep replacing you and of course, as soon as I said that, like, oh, all of a sudden this girl's out from behind the desk and she's already, hey, hey, uh, yeah, let me help you with that. Um, and then she gets the other girl from the back office, all of a sudden can come out and help me. And uh, they take me outside and she's like, yeah, you know, if you feel like anything's kind of weird or fishy, you should probably, uh, you know, maybe start looking somewhere else. And so I just look at her and it's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, this is fishy as heck. This is some straight up fishy. And that's what I was saying to myself. This is fishy. This is really fishy. That's the words I was using. And I was like, this is a fishy as heck kind of situation right here. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. And I went back in to, like, return. And she she was, was going to stop me from going back in because I think she knew I was going to cause cause a little bit of trouble. And um, I was returning the pen to this kid that had uh, sat, sat next to me that I borrowed his pen to fill out the application, which I never actually filled out. 
I give him his pen back and I was just like, I wink at him just like, yeah, dude, get the F out of here because this is some fishy stuff. And um, I don't know if you ever did. I just got out of there. I never looked back. But it was quite the uh, quite another eye-opening experience to see to just see freaking perception and reality and marketing and um, so the point that I'm trying to get to in this particular rant is for Finder Flow, one of the big realizations that came to me was I like, we all at some level, I think, like to be the person, if you know of something cool, right? You know of a cool restaurant, you know of a cool brewery, you know of a cool nightclub, you know of a cool car or a cool hack with your iPhone or whatever, if you know it and your friend doesn't and you can turn them on to it, you usually are pretty you usually feel pretty good, right? It's like, oh yeah, you know, you hook up your friend and they're stoked because you hooked them up and saved them time or money or made them cool or whatever. And that's an awesome feeling for both of you. It's win win. And we do it naturally every day. Right? Like, oh, did you see that movie? Oh man, go check it out. It's so awesome, you're gonna love it. And then they go check it out. Well, what if you got a commission? for just recommending that to a friend. You would have done it anyway for free, right? You weren't doing it because you're going to make money, but because you enjoyed that movie and you really believe it's awesome and that your friend will like it, you're going to tell them about it anyway. So what if your life was designed in a way that whenever you found something like that that you like and that you're naturally already talking about, you would get paid for simply recommending it to your friends. Now, if any of you have multi-level marketing experience, you may be saying, Winston, you're setting me up for some multi-level stuff. And I would say, maybe, I don't know yet. I'm not that far along. I don't, I don't really like the multi-level marketing. Um, there's a part of it that I really don't like. So no, I'm not, that's not actually what I'm doing at all. Um, I, I do want to eventually present you with an opportunity to do some cool stuff um, along those lines, kind of, but not that there's some cyclical stuff and some uh, really messed up stuff with multi-level that I don't like at all. And I'll talk about, I'll talk about that in a different episode. That's actually another good episode topic. Um, I'm going over time here. All right. So that's it for this episode. Let's uh, tune in for the next week's episode when I 